How awful would it be to make the Olympics and then have to go home because of COVID? Helmets off is on. Hey, sports fans, welcome to Helmets Off. Uh, I'm your host, Scott Mitchell. Thank you for tuning in. Got a lot of fun today. Uh, fun, fun topics today. Actually, going to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers declines to be the most uh, high-paid quarterback in the National Football League. And, of course, um, you have Zach Wilson, who was the second pick in the draft. His coach was uh, in a very... Um, horrific accident uh, right before the season. What kind of impact does that have on, on Zach? And of course, our thoughts and prayers uh, go out to uh, his coach, Greg uh, Knapp. So uh, really, really sad to, to hear that, but what kind of impact does that have on the season? And then <laughs> the Olympics is about ready to start. And how terrible would it be to be an Olympic athlete and then, sorry, uh, you have you have to go home, and we'll talk about what does that mean and how I would feel about all that stuff. So, anyways, we'll get right into it. Welcome again to the show. Uh, go to Facebook and like us uh, at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. Love to hear your feedback and uh, ask any question you want. I'll give you any answer I want. Okay, so uh, apparently the Green Bay Packers are trying to do everything earthly possible to make Aaron Rodgers happy. And Aaron Rodgers is like, it's not the fans, it's not my teammates, it's not the team, it's, it's the culture, I guess. I don't know. The, and my first question is, what exactly is it that you're so perturbed about Aaron Rodgers? That you're so perturbed that you're going to leave a great organization, a great fan base, a great team, a coach, and a system that you became the league MVP in. I mean, it's not like you were garbage. It's not like it's a terrible situation. And you're going to think the grass is greener somewhere else. I'm telling you, there, there's a whole lot of teams. You could go to Aaron Rodgers where it is not better. It is so not better. I promise you it is so not better uh, going other places. The grass is not greener. It's not necessarily going to be better. And I know you look at Tom Brady and go, well, Tom Brady, <clears throat> Tom Brady went away from the Patriots who have dominated professional football for the last 20 years. And he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and immediately wins the Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm not sure uh, if, if there are that many situations out there where uh, there's just a plug and play for, for Aaron Rodgers to go. I know everyone talks about going to the Denver Broncos, but that's, that you just don't know. I mean, there's just, there's just a lot of factors that, that play into, into all of it. Why go after uh, something that's unknown to give up something, you know, that's known? A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush, as my mama always used to say. And it's it's not like it's a bad situation in Green. I mean, there's nothing nothing bad about it. So so here you have this whole thing about um, there's something you know eating him, 
And he just, you know, he can't get over it. He just, you know, and, and I'm like, why don't you just sit down and say what it is? Because it doesn't see, it's like, it's this whole mystery. He's like keeping everything so coy, uh, but he's not, you know, he's out in the public and he's out there saying, uh, just, you know, just how you treat people. And it's, it's an organizational thing and it's whatever, but he doesn't specifically say what has bothered him. And, and he's made it into this massive deal. My experience in life has been things really aren't as big a deal as you think they are. And if two people are willing to sit down and talk through it, a lot of times you can resolve it. I mean, I get it. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes people are who they are and, and, and the combination of those two people doesn't work out. I get that. I, I've experienced that in my life as well, but there's a lot here that just seems to be resolved or it doesn't seem like uh, he, he's even willing to talk about what it is that's bothering him. And, and the Green Bay Packers are sitting there going, we'll make you the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And we'll, we'll do anything, whatever you want to do. We're, we're, we, we want you on our team. We want you a part of this situation. Nowhere Aaron Rodgers is going to go is it a nirvana. There's always issues. There's always personality conflicts. There's always quirks about every organization. Every, that's life. It is life. And it's okay that it's that way. It makes us better people. It makes us better to have to deal with people that maybe we don't get along with. I mean, if we learned more of that in our society today, we'd probably be better off. We're, we're not all the same, and we need to stop trying to make everybody the same. But that, that's a different subject. I won't go down that rabbit hole. I'd like to, but I won't. So, so the Packers seem to be extending olive branch after olive branch after olive branch. And Aaron Rodgers seems to keep thumbing his nose, thumbing his nose, thumbing his nose. But let me just, let me just for a minute tell you what significance it is if Aaron Rodgers is the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. So somewhere 35, 38 million dollars is probably where the top guy is. Patrick Mahomes is somewhere in 40, maybe 45 million a year. And just so you know, the first year of free agency when I was with the Miami Dolphins in 1994, 93 actually, the entire salary cap in the NFL was 35 million dollars. In other words, they had $35 million to spread over the entire team. That was their budget. Today, the top tier quarterbacks in the National Football League are making $35 million a year. Staggering amounts of money, and that's my whole point. Aaron Rodgers, okay, let's say he makes $40 million a year, and that's, that's not unreasonable. And they're going to extend his contract for five years. Here's how money works in the NFL, if you're curious. Whatever you make, cut it in half. Between taxes, federal, state, local, all the cities you play in, all of the fees you incur, your agent, all of that stuff, it's half. Okay, So, so every year for the next five years, Aaron Rodgers, on top of all the money that he's made now, which is probably well over $100 million, I'm sure. Or, or he's probably taken home somewhere close to that. He's going to put $20 million in the bank after taxes. 
And let's say Aaron Rodgers, who's a bachelor, lives a pretty fancy life. Let's say he lives on a half a million dollars a year. This is post-tax, so this is after taxes. He has um, a half a million dollars to live on. And on top of that, so, so if we took, broke that down monthly, he's going to live on $41,000 a month as a single individual. Now, you might say he has house. So he probably has a house. He probably bought it free and clear. He doesn't have a mortgage. I'm sure he has vehicles and what have you. But just, just playing around money, $41,000 a month is, is essentially what, what he could live on right now. Okay? Now, if you took $19,500,000, because the 500000 was taken out for his living expense, and you invested in, in the absolute most conservative investment, uh, a, a CD, a municipal bond, and you can get about 4.5% after taxes on those types of things. So he's going to put this money in the bank, and, and in, the, in the next five years, he will have in the bank, after taxes, after living on $41,000 a month, $130 million. $130 million. And he will be in the league 21 years probably retired or close to it. And this, this, this accounts for nothing he's made so far in his career. And having, I mean, I understand there's this whole thing about legacy. He's already created a legacy. Uh, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be considered one of the, the best players to play at his position ever. Arguably, maybe the best Green Bay Packer ever. If he stays, if he leaves, he will, it will be bitter. It will be ugly. It will be awkward for decades, for the rest of his life. He'll have this tainted relationship, this fractured situation. And apparently he likes fractured situations. He just seems to be a guy that's never happy, never content, nothing. And, and he could walk away from all of this financially in an unbelievable situation with an unbelievable legacy. And all he has to do is just sit down at the table and say, let's just talk about this. And he doesn't want to do that. He wants to, he wants to die on his principle. He wants to die on his sword. He's drawn a sand in the line. And I think at the end of the day, and when I say at the end of the day, I mean his legacy moving forward, I think it does nothing but hurt him to do this. Discretion is the better part of valor. Learn to walk away, learn to sit down, learn to listen. And really, it's a greater lesson for all of us here in our society, in our relationships, in our business, whatever it is. We always seem to take the prideful angle and want to prove our point. And no one wins in that situation. I'm going to take a break. Uh, we come back uh, tragically, Greg uh, Knapp for the. New York Jets quarterback coach was in a very, very um, horrific accident and will probably not be available. Hopefully he's okay, and, but he's not going to be available for the season. And what kind of impact is this going to have on rookie quarterback Zach Wilson? I'll tell you that in a minute.
All right, folks, welcome back. It is uh, Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell, your host here. And of course, Zach Wilson was the second pick in the draft. A lot of people are saying yay. A lot of people are saying nay. Clearly the highest drafted player for the Jets um, at, quarter, at the quarterback position since a guy named Joe Namath. A lot of people in the Jets organization are really high on Zach Wilson. I was fortunate to watch Zach Wilson play all the way back into high school and liked his abilities back then. I thought he was a great player, did a tremendous job at BYU. Really, he just continually has gotten better every single year. Better, 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 better. So that tells me that he's not reached his full potential. Uh, a lot of these guys, they, they kind of hit their, you know, they peak and then they just go flat or they even decline a little bit. You go, yeah, that's kind of the best you're going to see. Well, here's Zach Wilson. Here's all this pressure on him. Here's all the New York Jets and new coach Robert uh, Saleh. And, and uh, how do you, you know, how do you, uh, you, you want to make a good impression? And, and the quarterback coach, for a quarterback and really any quarterback is so essential. It is so essential. I mean, you, you have, you have, uh, you spend so much time together. You spend more time with that individual probably than anyone else in your life. And if you're a married player, probably more time than when you're married, you're going to have training camp, which is six weeks long and you're going to spend in days, weeks, like six solid weeks, more or less, with a day off here or here or there with that individual. You're going to spend every day from really mid-July all the way into January. And it's every day, even your day off, because as a quarterback, there's no such thing as a day off. You're going to have some conversation, some communication with your quarterback coach. And you're a young quarterback like Zach Wilson. And you've, you've, developed this relationship because I guarantee you up to this point so all the offseason stuff Zach Wilson has spent a lot of time with Greg Knapp I mean he just has I mean this is he's been with him for a while and and uh so so Zach is you know that the the bond the relationship is crucial this is this is the coach that um fights for you this is because look all the coaches sit down every night and they talk about every guy on the team and each position group, where are your guys? What, and I guarantee you, Zach Wilson's going to be front and center in every discussion that the New York Jets coaching staff has this offseason, every single conversation. And to have your advocate in that room speaking for you is, is imperative. But having that person that you develop a relationship with to help you through the season, and Greg has been around a long time and he's been with some great quarterbacks, been in some great organizations, has great knowledge and understanding of the position and of professional football and of the offense that the, uh, uh, the Jets are running. Uh, and, and so all of a sudden, right, I mean, literally, right before you're going to start the most critical time of your season, training camp, because all the stuff up to now is just, it's indoctrination. It's like understanding the terms. It's like basically a test drive when you're buying a new vehicle. And, and now they bought it. Now it's like, it's time to get that vehicle packed up and we're going on a cross country journey. 
and all the training wheels are off and here we go. And Zach Wilson will be playing with pads in live situations, in preseason games, all this stuff getting, I mean, it's gearing so he can be ready to play in the regular season. And then having just the, so many situations come up in this, in the regular season. That's what, what's, I think maybe lost on some people is no matter how hard you prepare as young quarterback and as young coach, you can't, you can't cover all the contingencies that happen in a game. The only way you cover that is to go out and experience it and then watch it and review it and learn from it and talk about it. And some, some of those situations you do well in and others you don't. So you learn from it. And, and it's just, it's a maturation process. It's a, it's a process of going over it and over it and practice it, and watch it and review it and do it again. And just, and it, that's, that's that whole development process. And you've got to have somebody there as a young quarterback holding your hand through the whole thing. And when you have your quarterback coach and someone that you can talk to and talk intimately about and, and talk openly about, you know, because you, you want to put on a good face to your head coach. You, you don't necessarily go into your head coach and say, I'm really struggling with this read or with this situation or I'm uncomfortable with this. The head coach doesn't have time for that. I mean, some may, but uh, I, when, in my career, Don Shula was in every quarterback meeting we had. He was in every, every meeting we had as quarterback. Well, not all of them. But Gary Stevens was. And some of the really good quarterback coaches I've had in my career, Mark Tressman, uh, you know, they, but uh, it's, it's, it's imperative to have that, that person there. And as a young quarterback, I'm not sure how it, how it happens. And sure, he'll go with the offensive coordinator. Maybe they'll find someone to replace, but they've, but all of this development that they've had to this point kind of goes out the window. And I'm not saying it's going to impact how Zach Wilson plays. I'm just, I'll say it's going to make it a whole lot harder. Had, had this happened early on, different story. But this is, uh, you know, right when you're going to go into training camp, you're breaking into a new coach-player relationship. And that takes time to figure out and develop. And, and maybe you're with someone who doesn't understand the offense as well. Or maybe you're with the offensive coordinator who maybe doesn't have all of the time for you that maybe the quarterback coach would have. And maybe the coordinator is more involved in um, developing game plans as opposed to working on those basic fundamentals that are so critical to continue to work on and drill day after day after day. So this is a tough blow, and it's certainly not something that Zach Wilson uh, would want to have. All right, take another break, come back, and we've got the Olympics which I love, they're happening. How would you feel if uh, you actually, you know, got to the Olympics and they said, sorry, Charlie, uh, can't play. All right, folks, welcome back. It is Helmets Off, Scott Mitchell. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, th that's right, I mean, the Olympics are starting, exciting, love the Olympics, really do, and, and there's a lot to look forward to, gymnastics is going to be amazing, track and field amazing, swimming is amazing, basketball will be intriguing, you know, just, just a lot of, lot of fun stuff to see and, and watch and, and a lot of hopeful Olympics, uh, Olympic athletes this year. 
but unfortunately, I think I think all of us felt like COVID was kind of on on was gone, and that we okay we can have these Olympics, and here's an event that we can celebrate as a world, and cases are on the rise, and uh, this this I guess this Delta variant is is creating havoc and issues, and there are a lot of athletes that are are struggling. Uh, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but but there have been athletes who have tested positive. It's created that uh, close proximity, close contact, quarantining situation. People aren't necessarily getting vaccinated. And, and they've had uh, Olympians that have had to go home. And it's, it's awful. I mean, it, it is so awful. One, because it's already been delayed. And I don't know if you've ever been on like an airplane and, and you're like, okay, my flight's been delayed, fine. And I think a year ago, everyone was like, the Olympics has been delayed. Fine, we get it. You, gotta, you can't have the Olympics. So then we say, well, we'll have it next year. Okay. And same thing on the airline. You know, hey, look, we're only going to be late, delayed an hour. Oh, I'm sorry. We've been delayed two hours. We've been, and, and so when we come back to the Olympics, and I would imagine for these athletes and for the fans as well, there's a strong possibility that the Olympics aren't even going to happen. So, you know, what do you do then, right? And, and, and it, after a while, you're just like, come on, is it ever going to happen? Is it going to happen? And what's hard, I think, for these athletes is you've got so much time and ramp up so that you're at a peak place to perform at your highest level. Training for track events, uh, gymnastics, uh, you, you have to, you have to, and, and what, what I think is hard for people is, Training camp stinks. In the NFL, you go to training camp, it's the worst part of the season. And it's the worst part because you don't reap a reward for all of your effort. And your effort is massive. And so the training, the practice is, is a grind. It's necessary. There's no way around it. You're not just going to show up and, and be a world-class athlete at anything. And to, and to go through this process and build up to last year's Olympics and then say, psych, we'll see you next year. And then you've got to go through that same process. And yeah, they have world championships and they have all these other things, but there's a lot of quiet alone time where it's just you and yourself and a lot of hard work. And that's not fun. And to have to wait and wait and wait and then come to another Olympics and either have it canceled or, or you test positive and you can't compete would be brutal. And it's one of those things where you only have a certain window. You only have a certain shot. It's like, you know, make it this year. It's, I'm kind of done. And, and, and an Olympic gold medal is incredible. It's not, it's not just you, it's for your country, it's, it's, it's forever. I just, I, I, I'm so caught up in this 1992 basketball dream team. 11 future Hall of Famers, some of the best basketball players ever assembled who have ever played basketball. And all they wanted was a gold medal. Like, like they'd had fame, they'd had adulation, money, all this stuff. But it meant so much to them to play for and represent their country as the best that their country had to offer. 
And here you are, this athlete that's gone through this, that has other opportunities in life, but there's not a greater achievement than to be an Olympic athlete and to compete and to get a medal and to represent your country. And to have that taken away when you're there and you're like right at the doorstep would be awful. I hope somehow this all goes off and these athletes are able to compete, but man, my heart goes out to them if they can. Well, uh, Helmets Off is now off. Uh, again, like us on Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. And until then, hey, we'll see you then.